Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So if you wanted to get to creating your own things from scratch and you're using the one-offs now, how would you transition? Yeah. So let's just state really quick, because I think you made a good point before we started recording this. At any point in time, if your group is happy and you're happy, you can just keep buying one-off material from anybody if you want. Keep running it that way. You could buy entire books that do the entire storyline from you know mm-hmm. X level to Y level. And um, you can feed that beast all you want if you don't yeah. want to come up with your own stuff. It's totally acceptable. I don't have any problem with it. As, as, as long as you're comfortable where you're at, stay there. Like right. in our group, you and our uh, fr- our uh, family member, Matt, who uh, you guys build your stories from scratch. Right. We just but like we have it. one GM who he's c- perfectly content by only running the uh, pre-made campaigns, which is fine. Right, because he'll ask us. He goes, "Well, I'm happy to GM, but it's going to be a pre-made." And we're like, "Yeah, that's fine." And then we go play it. It's so it's really just a matter of if your group is good and you're good, do whatever makes sense. Yeah. But if you are to the point where you're like, you know, I'm not really happy with these pre-mades, or maybe I've, I'm kind of done with pre-mades, or I've done so many pre-mades that I'm kind of really itching to start to try my hand at it. This is what I would recommend doing. I would recommend studying the pre-mades that you have, you've played, or just pick some up for free and see what they provide. And if you notice, if you actually study the, uh, a pre-made, they're going to provide you a hook. So a game hook is needed. We have an entire episode on kind of the elements of a, of a game session, and one of those elements is a hook. A hook is simply the ability for you to get your players out of the tavern or wherever they're at, typically a tavern, um, and into the field, right? Into a dungeon, into a castle, into see the innkeeper to find out about why, you know, his son was taken hostage by troglodytes or something. Like, basically, it's, it's, a, it's a mechanism to move your players from the couch to action. Mm-hmm. And so they'll have a hook. And most good um, pre-mades will have like three or four hooks if they're for one-off adventures, just as a, here's some ideas of what you could do. Then what they're going to do is they're going to have um, some flavor text. Um, flavor text is fine. I would recommend reading the player the flavor text beforehand. Maybe figure out a way of summarizing it. Maybe figure out what you want to do with it. I'm not a big fan of reading a page of flavor text because, frankly, attention spans are not what they used to be. Neither is mine. And I'm going to start zoning out about, I don't know, maybe sentence five or six in. Especially if you're reading it like, you know in a monotone voice with no real flair. So read it beforehand and might is my suggestion, get a feel for it. Do you need to write flavor text for your own customer ventures? Um, good question. It really is a matter of how comfortable you are improvising. So if the answer is you're not comfortable coming up with stuff like that much stuff on the fly, then I would write it out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise what I do is I am more comfortable with that. I will normally just have like two or three bullet points of, I need to convey the following information for us to move the story along. At that point, I just kind of improvise the dialogue. It also depends on if your players like flavor text. Yeah. If they don't, don't worry about it. If they like it or if they like just some of it. Say enough of what you need to say yeah. to get them to where they need to go. Right. Like do you, so you could just say, Oh, the innkeep tells you that his son was taken by troglodytes and he hands you a map to where, you know, the troglodytes are suspected to be hanging out. And he tells you that his son wears a size like six boot or something weird like that, you know, and smells of elderberries. Okay, cool. Or then you could act that, right? 
Oh, they took my son. I can't believe they just took my son. You know, you need to help me. Those stupid troglodytes in the swamps, you know, they keep taking, they keep taking kids, you know, so there's like, those are two different levels. Each one is acceptable. The mm-hmm. point is you just need to convey to the players enough information for them to go. That's cool. They, the, some, somebody took somebody's son. I don't really care. I'm not doing anything about it. With some weird things about his boot size and elderberries, which might be prevalent information later on. Or it might be, it might be like one of those things like, oh, well, I have a, I have a companion that has scent. Perfect. I'll just we'll just use the dog or whatever I have to to hunt down the you know like the kid. That'll give us a better way than just like trekking through the marshes forever, you know. So I mean, there's all these things that you could do with it. The point is, you just need to convey whatever information is needed to be conveyed. That point, um, you need to have, in my opinion, at least the page numbers in the monster manual of the things you want them to fight. And then you need to have a good idea of what it looks like. And that would be based on challenge rating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do they come across two troglodyte guards? They can either walk around them, they can stealthily attack them, or they can full out attack them. Point is the challenge rating of these guards is like maybe, I don't know, 30% of what the players actually are. So if they're level six, these troglodyte guards are like level two, um, challenge rating two. I'm just making up numbers. I don't know exactly what a challenge rating is for a troglodyte. But the point is you could literally just scale it that way. Um, let's just say you're going against a creature where it's a challenge rating of one. Your players are challenge rating five, you know, their character level five. So you don't want to be that hard. So the first, you know, the first group they come into, there's only two of them. But then as they keep getting, you know, in the in there, there might be six or seven of them that they're fighting in a room or in an open area later on. And so the challenge rating is like two higher than they are, but you can mitigate some of that challenge rating by putting in um, things where maybe some of them don't have good, like they're not set up well when your players show up. Because just to be honest, strategy and positioning means everything, right? Um, I could actually make something that's a challenge rating, maybe half of what you guys are, Really, really challenging by adding things like traps, which we'll talk about later, adding in um, really good positioning, adding in things like almost total cover, adding in magical effects. You know, there's certain things where I can make a challenge rating two really, really, really hard for a challenge rating uh, for a party that's fifth level. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be using and augmenting things in the environment to help that. But if we're just talking about you come across a, you know, you come across a little island in the marsh and there's six troglodytes there. Two of them are eating dinner and aren't paying attention. Cool. Now you've taken a challenge rating six and you've made it more like a challenge rating four if the players, you know, take advantage of the sneak attack round that they can jump in on. So mm-hmm. there's just ways to play it out. And then um, the next thing is you, if you need any kind of dungeon maps or whatever, I would just go online and search for those, reuse everybody else's. We had an entire podcast on that way at the beginning, probably back in October, um, talking about uh, ways to just look up maps. I'll just be honest with you. Pinterest is the easiest, best place I've found to look up maps, but Google's a good resource as well. Google Images is your friend for that. You could yeah. just search up city map and find a lot of city maps. Well, that's why I actually like Pinterest is you search city map and then you get a ton of maps from mm-hmm. everybody because people have stored them together. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you can find a map for free. That answers a lot of questions that a lot of DMs would have. You can use a resource which is on our resources page called Don John. Um, he's got some ready-made dungeons. Like you just click a button, it'll give you the dungeon and the things and the traps and the. And it's amazing, especially if you're in five. He 
port, he has the file, he has the monster stats and the trap stats ported in for you if you're in five. Yeah. Now, obviously, you don't have a way of like choosing the character level like on there, so you might have to do some advantages. Uh, you can you can actually preset what level you want the dungeon to be before oh, you nice. have it generate. So well, never you mind. Can then. Scale the traps so. and the monsters to that, which is great. And you have a little bit of a play with the themes on what type of monsters you want to populate the dungeon. I saw with. that like aberrant, uh, underdark, mm-hmm. sort of stuff, natural, like you know, natural beasts. Anyway, regardless, there's some really cool stuff out there. Um, that you can find for easy. If you don't know, you know, um, if you want to go to our resources page, you can find Don John's link there as well. Um, there's a GM tools, uh, link on skull RPG slash resources. And he has so many other generators that can help you with this. Yeah. It really is a, is really nice that you can make, you can kind of move from pre-made to making your own, um, in terms of like what monsters do I need? What traps do I need using his stuff? And then at that point, now you're just weaving a story, which is, not necessarily the hardest thing, but obviously a lot easier than trying to figure yes. out how many monsters you need. And in then dungeon. for like creating your stats for your NPCs, there's also several online NPC generators for a lot of the versions that can help you there. So you're not having to deep dive into it on your own. Or you can pick up our book, Human NPCs. Yes. Uh, link to that will be in the description um, or the podcast notes, depending on how you're listening to this. And that's a cheap book. It's like $3 on Kindle, or I think it's yep. like $8 now on there's, paperback. There's and a lot of resources to help you go from stringing one-offs to using all of your own stuff without having to deep dive and spend hours into it, Yep. whether free or for a little bit of money. Yeah, or hundreds of dollars. Like, you don't have to spend a lot of money for this. So, anyway... That's really it. So, I mean, if I was if I was doing that, just to recap, I would look at what the pre-mades I've been running use and try to model them as best I can. If the if there's areas where my players just never cared about that, I wouldn't care about focusing on that part of it. So, if they don't care about flavor text, maybe make a bullet to bullet point or two about what they need to know to keep moving forward, but not having to come up with this whole theatrical, um, you know, rendition. Although if they love the flavor text, maybe you add more of it. And if they don't, you know, necessarily care about, you know, cityscape maps and stuff like that, then you don't worry about making a, a city map. You can just do something hand drawn for yourself just to get a, at least a, a rough idea, if it's even needed, to know like, oh, I guess the blacksmith being next to the, you know, the tanner is important because of the storyline here. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no one really cares where anything is in the city. So um, that's really it. I think we'll leave you for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.